This is Denise, and you're listening to the Chicken Nugget Day Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chicken Nugget Day Podcast. I am your host, Justin Cellini, and before we get to the content of this week's show, I wanted to give a shout-out to a couple of my former students. Firstly, I want to thank Denise and Gina for sending in sound bites to the show. And I also want to congratulate Jared Guerin for winning a contest that I recently held on my Instagram page. The other day when I was walking in my neighborhood, I noticed a decal on a car that was the logo for a video game called The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, which came out on the Nintendo 64 over 20 years ago. I took a photo of the decal and posted it as one of my stories on Instagram, and I promised the first person who could identify the logo that I would buy them some chicken nuggets. Several people were able to identify the logo, but Jared was the first. Come and see me the first week of the school year and you will absolutely get your promised chicken nuggets. Check out my Instagram page at Cellini2020 to have a chance at winning future chicken nugget related contests. I'm also thinking about hosting a chicken nugget eating competition sometime in the fall for charity. So let me know if that is something you'd be interested in either participating in or just attending. You can reach out to me on my Instagram page, on YouTube, or at chickennuggetdaycast at gmail.com. So, like I said in the last episode of the show, I'd like to continue on the theme of motivation. Last week we talked about developing intrinsic motivation, which is the motivation to accomplish a goal that comes from within. Another way to develop intrinsic motivation that we didn't talk about last time is to put yourself in positions where you can have a series of successes in a relatively short period of time. With success comes more confidence in yourself and a feeling that you can accomplish more complex goals. I personally believe that cooking is a fun and easy way to put yourself in a position to have success. There are so many simple foods that you can make that are tasty and sure to be a big hit should you decide to share your creation with family or friends. Let me give you a quick example of what I'm talking about. A couple of weeks ago, I was invited to a summer barbecue, and I took it upon myself to bring a dessert, since the host of the party was taking care of the dinner itself. I didn't have a lot of time, nor did I feel like turning on my oven during a hot summer day to bake something. I knew I had Oreos in the fridge, so I just looked up easy Oreo recipes on Google, and I came across a recipe for Oreo cookie balls that required no baking whatsoever. Literally, all you do is crush up a pack of Oreos, mix the cookie crumbs with a package of cream cheese, form rounded balls, and then dip those cookie balls into melted chocolate chips. I brought this dessert to my friend's house, and based on the feedback I got, you would have thought that I made the most amazing dessert of all time, and that I must have spent hours preparing it. I made the same recipe for another party a week later, and even more people raved about how amazing the Oreo cookie balls were, and thanked me so many times for making them. And that's the other great thing about cooking. Not only will you develop your intrinsic motivation from cooking, since you're giving yourself opportunities to have success, but there are so many external rewards for cooking as well. What's probably most obvious is that when you cook, you are rewarded with food to eat in the end. But if you decide to share your food with others, you will get positive feedback, which will boost your confidence and also motivate you to cook even more. Again, you don't need to master complicated recipes to have success with cooking. Sometimes the most simple dishes are the most delicious. If you are interested in making the Oreo cookie balls I mentioned, I left a link to the recipe in the show notes. The website even has a quick video showing you how to make this dessert. Remember, we live in the era of YouTube. If there is something you are interested in making, just search for it there, and someone will show you how to prepare it step by step. If you can follow along with the video, there is an even greater chance that you'll have success the first time you make something. Speaking of success, that's another thing to keep in mind. You don't need to be perfect to have success with cooking. Baking is a little different in this regard, and we'll get to that later, but if you're making, let's say, a tomato sauce to put on top of pasta, and you forget an ingredient, or put in too much of an ingredient, the end product is still likely to be edible. Plus, you can just add ingredients later to fix up your creation. So. 
cooking, in many ways, is a metaphor for life. Everything can be fixed, so just jump in and don't be afraid to make mistakes. With more experience comes less mistakes in the future. So, in today's episode, I'll be interviewing three people who consider cooking and baking a hobby. I think you'll find that the stories they share confirm my claim that cooking is a great way to boost your self-confidence and your motivation. After the break, I'll be sitting down with Adriana Ancelleri, who is a current student at Sachem High School East. Adriana is going to tell you about her adventures in baking. This is Mr. Antonetti, and you're listening to the Chicken Nugget Day podcast. All right, Adriana. So the most important question that I'm going to ask you about today that I ask everybody for that first question is, what is your favorite chicken nugget? I think it's Wendy's Spicy Nuggets. Everyone is saying the Wendy's Spicy Nugget. Can you tell me why? Have you compared them to other nuggets? Like, um, why the Wendy's Nugget? I don't know. Like, I, I want to say I go to McDonald's more often because it's closer to my house. Okay, right. But... I feel like just comparing the two, like I like the spiciness better mm-hmm. than just like the original, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's fair. Think. Okay, very cool. So you're a current student at SHM East, and this is the first time I'm interviewing yeah. somebody that's still going to school there. So tell me a little bit about how distance learning went down. Was that was that something easy or um, difficult to contend with? It was very interesting because like some classes, they're so easy. Like they're just giving you busy work. So right. you would have like five questions and it would be, take you like five minutes. Something tells me it wasn't quite like that in AP World History. It's probably a little bit harder, right? No, that was definitely <laughs> a little harder. Yeah. That one, it took me like, it was like at least an hour each assignment. So if you had to do it again in September, would you prefer mm-hmm. to keep distance learning or are you desperate to go back to the classroom? Because I kind of like distance learning. Like, I liked being able to do, like, my own thing, but at the same time, like, I had stuff to do. Yeah. But then I kind of like the structure of schools. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough call. I, I kind of I'm on, I'm in the same boat. Like I like being home and waking up like a little bit later than six a.m. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. I, I wish I could give you some inside scoop, but I literally have no idea what's going to happen with that. Yeah, so we'll see. All right. So tell me a little bit about yourself, like your hobbies, your interests. Like what do you enjoy doing outside of cooking? Okay. So um, I play basketball for the Sachem JV. Oh, sweet. Um, what position? Yeah. I was either point or a shooting guard. Nice. Yeah. So I just joined the Civil Air Patrol. It's oh, like a junior wow. air force. Tell me about that. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea. Go ahead. Um, so like I'm still in um what do you call it? Like the beginning phases. Like I did I'm not able to apply yet. Right. But I attended my first meeting last Tuesday and it was all about aerospace. So they taught us about like current rockets that are going up into space and they talked about autopilot and sonic boom you have to like go to an air, like who's running what's it called again civil air uh, civil air patrol civil air patrol and where do you have to go for these meetings like an airport or something or um there's a place in i i've never gone there yet because we're still like like online social distancing yeah. and stuff like that um but they have a base in holbrook oh wow I literally had no idea. We do like all of our training and stuff. So what? Yeah. What? Um. What got you interested in doing this? Like, what's the what's the impetus? So, um, when, like, after college, I want to become an aerospace engineer. So I was looking oh, into wow. the Air Force Academy. Yeah. Because they have the number one um, aerospace program. And then I was actually talking to um, a friend of mine, and he said you should go check out the Civil Air Patrol because they're a direct link to the academy oh wow yeah yeah that's cool i have um i don't know if they still do it but i had a friend when i was in high school that um he went to bosey's like for half the school day and he did like um commercial like um commercial airline training so he could like fly commercial jets that's pretty cool stuff um i'm not sure if he actually got a job doing that i kind of lost touch with him but that's really Mm -hmm. really cool awesome yeah 
So basketball, um, cooking, flying airplanes, you pretty much have everything covered. That's a pretty diverse set of interests. I love it. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. So this episode and the next episode, we're going to talk a lot about cooking and baking because it kind of fits, in my opinion, with this theme of motivation, both intrinsic and um, and extrinsic motivation, like and extrinsic being like outside of you. Right. So if I sit down and I cook something, the reward is, hey, I get to eat something that's hopefully pretty good. And then intrinsically, too, like I kind of believe that if we as people have a consistent string of like success stories that we kind of feel like, I don't know, maybe we could tackle anything in life because we know we've demonstrated in the past that we can have success. So even if you start small with a recipe and it comes out good, I, I feel like it kind of gives you this sense that you can take on more things in life. So I'm kind of interested, like what I know you're really into baking, like what got you into cooking and baking? Like, what do you enjoy about it? So my, my best friend, she bakes all the time and she asked me to help her for a party that she was planning. Okay. So I wasn't really a big baker before that, but then just doing it, I realized how fun it is. And I actually, I kind of use it as a stress reliever. Yeah. I don't know. Like if I get stressed before a test, I just whip up a batch of cookies. Yeah. How do you, like, why do you think cooking is a good stress reliever? I feel like it's because you don't have to be perfect with it. Yes. Yes. You know, you don't have to exactly measure out everything perfectly. There's a lot of give and take that. Yeah. And I almost feel like maybe I'm wrong, but it's a good way to kind of, um, I don't know. It's almost creative. Like a self, it's almost like self-expression. Like, oh, I'm, let yeah. me try this spice a little bit more or this type of chocolate to kind of change it up a little bit and see if I can come up with something kind of cool and new. Do you kind of feel the same way? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's almost like art. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So just baking or doing cooking as well? Um, I don't really do cooking. I was going to try and get into that this year. I was going to try and take some like courses on American cuisine or something. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. So... I've had the pleasure of tasting a lot of your cookie treats. Um, are there any that you would say are your favorite kinds of cookies or any kind of baked things to make? I think my favorite would be like a, a simple chocolate chip M&M cookie. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of like simple things. Right. But um, I've been I, I, I'm with you. Like I keep seeing like these ads on social media for these cookies that have like bajillions of ingredients. And I'm kind of like, can you really taste all the different ingredients in that cookie? There's no way it just tastes like a sugary (laughs) mess. Like I'm with you. Give me a simple cookie. Um, that's where I'm at too. Nice. Yeah. Also like I I make these, uh, chocolate peanut butter pretzel bars. Oh, sick. Yeah. They're so good. And it's literally like, you don't even need a recipe. You just take some peanut butter crush up some pretzels and like drizzle chocolate over it so maybe what we'll do is first day of school in the fall if we're back in school i'll bring you some wendy's nuggets and you bring me some of these pretzels is that a fair trade all right or i'll I'll bake something too how about i'll bake something and then we'll trade does that sound good yeah it's deal (laughs) excellent all right so you're obviously you've been baking for a while you're really into it let's say for a second that someone's listening and they don't really have a lot of experience baking. Maybe they want to give it a try, even if it's something simple. Like, what would you recommend to somebody who's looking to get into this as a hobby? Like, is there a, like a book that you were into or a YouTube channel that kind of gave you some tips? Oh, um, so I watch a lot of Rosanna Pansino. Rosanna, she, she, what's her name? Rosanna Pansino? Yeah. And that's like, a is she on YouTube or is that a TV show? Yeah, she's a YouTuber. Okay, I'll put a link in the show notes. Cool. What does she What does she do on her channel? Um, she does a ton of baking. She shows you how to make like cool cookies and designs, and does a lot of cake stuff. Um, Sweet. Are her recipes like kind of accessible, or do you need to have like a lot of advanced skills to follow? For the most part, they're pretty simple. Like the cakes, she does like pretty extravagant cakes, so I wouldn't like right. advise a beginner to do those. Yeah. But like the cookies are pretty simple. And yeah, like, so what would be a good beginner thing? Like a, just a simple cookie? You think that's pretty doable for most people, right? Yeah, it's still like a chocolate chip or even like a sugar cookie. Right. It's pretty simple. Awesome. I think I gave you the link of, I made like peppermint. I see. Yeah, um, you left me a, a couple of links. Are those, some, are those some recipes that you think are pretty, pretty solid? Yeah, like the peppermint sugar cookies, instead of putting like vanilla extract, you'd put peppermint extract. Oh, interesting. 
Yeah, and then you just dip them in white chocolate if you want. I think They're I've really ha- I think you've made you've made those before, right? Yeah, I made them around Christmas time. Okay, yeah, I feel like I definitely tried those. And possibly your chocolate chip M&M cookies. Those two, those look like a couple of solid recipes. I'll definitely put those in the show notes. All right, kiddo. I hope you have a great rest of your summer, and I look forward to seeing you in the fall. Thanks. I look forward to seeing you, too. Have a good one. That concludes my interview with Adriana. Thanks for coming on the show, and good luck when you go back to East this fall. Up next, we're going to hear from Gina Mastrakovi, who was a former student of mine from the class of 2017. Let's hear about the role that cooking plays in her life. This is Gianna Marchese, CHM North class of 2023, and you're listening to the Chicken Egg a Day podcast. Yo, G-Money, what's up? What's up? How oh are my you? Goodness. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I haven't talked to you in so long. Three years. That's has crazy. It, has it been that long already? Wow. 2017, June. Yeah. Oh my God. That's nuts. I know. I know. Time's flying. Things have gotten a lot better for the Islanders since then. I know. The new coach, new manager. I things. know. Sorokin <laughs> is going to be our goalie finally. I know. It's very exciting stuff. Anders Lee's our captain now. It's good. We, we never really got to talk about how the whole Tavares thing went down. That was really I annoying. I know. It's it's terrible. I have so many Tavares jerseys and autographs. Like they're worth nothing now. They're worth nothing. It's just so annoying because I remember waiting in line for hours to get his autograph on a jersey, and I'm like, that was time I'll never get back. It's a shame. It's a shame. Poor guy. Now he's in Toronto. I know. Mm-hmm. All right, Gina Master Covey. So, like with everybody else, the first question I'm dying to know about and ask you about is what is your favorite chicken nugget? Oh, chicken nugget all the way from Wendy's. You got to get the spicy nuggets. They're Everyone so loves good. the spicy nuggets. Like, what? They're good. The four for four. You got to get the four for four. It's so what? good. So, what, what, is, what, do you, what do you mean four for four? Tell me about four. this. So, they, Wendy's used to do these deals. It's four for four. So, you get. For like four things, you get nuggets, you get a burger, and I think you get a drink for like four bucks. So it's like four things for four dollars, which is like so cool. That's insane, yeah. And French fries, you get French fries too. (laughs) That's out of control. (laughs) It's epic. (laughs) What's what's good about like the Wendy spicy nugget as opposed to like a McDonald's nugget? Can you tell a difference? I think a difference is that McDonald's, their nuggets are so dry. Like with Wendy's, like when you bite into it, it's like juicy. It's like, you know, it's like a good, it's a real good nugget. Interesting. It is. Yeah. What I think I'm going to do is after I hang up with you, like there's a walk, there's a Wendy's that I could probably walk to. So I'm going to burn calories walking to Wendy's and then replenish those calories with some nuggets (laughs) and I'll I'll eat them on my way back. Exactly. I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to do that. And uh, I think. there's a Wendy's in Patchogue right yeah, by Staples. Exactly. That's the one I'm thinking of. I'm going to I'm going to walk there or ride my bike. I'm going to walk something. there. Yeah, why not? Maybe when it cool it's like super hot right now, but maybe oh, when it cools like down. It's 100 degrees. It's 100 I know. degrees. I went jogging this morning and I I did not last too long. I'm like, "No, not not today." Not today. Not today. Another day. Another day after my nuggets. Yep, exactly. All right. So another vote for the Wendy's spicy nuggets. So Yeah. All right, so you escaped Seychelles East a couple of years ago now. I um, did. Yeah, it's really great catching up with you. Tell me about <laughs> what what have you been doing since then? Like, where? Tell me what you're doing in school. What are you trying to do with your life? So what I'm trying to do. So after Seychelles East, went to Suffolk for two years. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. Saved money. Worked. Yep. Uh, did that. Graduated. And then um, I went on to go to SUNY Oneonta, majoring in early childhood education. So that's what I've been doing recently. So that's came awesome. home. Yeah, I came home for spring break in March and never went back. <laughs> yeah, you've been home ever since. Like, <laughs> yeah. Did they tell you what's going to happen in the fall yet? They So they're doing a hybrid plan. So what that okay. is, is that it's a mix of online classes and it's a mix of in-person. So mm-hmm. what they're doing is that they're making us wear masks in the classroom and we have to be six feet apart. And just be in a lecture hall with like less kids. So like usually a lecture hall is like 500 kids. Now they're right. going to make it like 50 or less. Oh, wow. That's Interesting. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
crazy. So will you be going back on campus in the fall or? Back. So what I'm doing is that I have an off-campus apartment for this year. Okay. So right. of, I, I was living on campus because I was a transfer student. So transfer students have to live on campus for like uh, two semesters. Okay. So I'm going off campus this year, but they're not doing any on-campus activities. So everything's very limited. So I don't think there's going to be any frats or sororities or anything like that. Yeah. It's just going to be a whole new normal. It's going to be very weird. Very yeah, I, I still don't even know what's going to happen with St. East in the fall. We have no, yeah. no direction my, yet. My yeah. brother, he's a teacher in Brooklyn, so he oh, wow. was doing he was doing Google Classroom, and he's like, yeah. I don't know what's what they're going to do because they were talking about doing like an alternate day groups, so like one group mm-hmm. of kids go in, and then the next day the other group goes. It's like it's all over the place. Crazy. It is crazy, especially for city teachers because you got to get yeah. on subways and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Subway. I, I I couldn't even handle a subway with the germs before coronavirus. So yeah, exactly. I, oh God, it sounds my mom, awful. When my brother would come home, my mom was like, "Get your butt in the shower." Get yeah, in the seriously. Shower. <laughs> yeah, I would do the same thing. Yeah. No yep. doubt. Exactly. All right. So you want to become a, an elementary school teacher? I do. That and is my dream. <laughs> how long have you wanted to do that? So I think from the beginning of third grade, I realized, because everyone is always asked, like, what do you want to be when you grow? What do you want to be? And I always said teacher. So it's always been on my eye. Like, it's always been my passion. So that's what I'm aiming for. That's awesome. And and why why the little kids? Why the little kids? I just love kids. Like, the other day, my friend, she has a little baby sister, and I was just babysitting her a couple days ago. And she's like, you're so good with kids. I was like, I just love it. Just love being around them and their energy. So just something I love, you know? Oh, that's great. I I see you being an outstanding teacher, especially at that age. So uh, I can't can't wait. (laughs) As soon as I can help you get a job, I absolutely will because you you definitely, you need to be in this profession, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I would want to be too. So (laughs) great. So outside of cooking, tell me about some of your hobbies, some of your interests. Like what are you into these days? Hobbies and interests. So since quarantine, I've been watching this new show on Netflix. It's called the Ozarks. Oh yeah, that's good. I watched that that crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I watch that every day during quarantine. Um, been watching, doing that. I've also been trying to get into more reading. I'm trying to read oh, more cool. books. I try to make a challenge, read more books. Because my mom's like, you don't read enough. I'm like, all right, I'm going to prove to you that I will. <laughs> so, What's uh, Is there something in particular that you like that you've read so far? Or I've, reading, I've been reading the Hunger Games books. So I like okay, the Hunger yeah. Games books. So that's a good series. And the Percy Jackson books are good too. I a like lot of Percy my students Jackson. are very much into those. That's cool. Yeah. Good sci-fi books. Good sci-fi books. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you catch up to the end of Ozark yet? Or are you still working on it? No, I got to catch up. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And I, they just renewed Stranger Things too, or I think it was Stranger Things or 13 Reasons Why. They renewed one of those series, I think. Yeah. This was, yeah. Stranger Things season four was supposed to come out this summer, but because of Corona, it got delayed. So yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorites. I'm obsessed with Stranger Things. And I love Netflix. It's just my thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just my thing. <laughs> Have you ever seen um, Breaking Bad? I've had seen, my brother and I watch Breaking Bad. Oh okay. my God, so good. That's really good. And then there's a, a prequel series called Better Call Saul. That's also Ooh, on Netflix. It's very, very good. I've never heard of that one. Check okay. that out. Um, okay. Do you have Amazon Prime? I do have Amazon Prime, Prime okay. Video too. Yeah, so. if you like history, even in the slightest, I would recommend a show called The Man in the High Castle. And uh-huh. that, that show is all about if the Japanese and the Germans won World War II and like occupied the United States. So a lot right. of the show takes place on Long Island and New York City and there's a whole underground movement against the Nazis. Wow. It's a really cool like alternate <laughs> history, science fiction. You, I think you would really like it. Like it. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to mention that to my brother too. He would like that too. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll put, <laughs> I'll put notes um, for the show. <laughs> I'll put, I'll, I'll put notes about these show uh, about these shows in the uh, podcast show notes in case people are interested. Definitely. Awesome. Okay. So yeah. Netflix, what else? I know you're so, really into hockey. Are you still playing? I'm not playing right now. Cause I've been focusing so much on school and yeah. work and everything. So it's like takes up so much of my time, but I definitely want to get back on the ice. It's funny. Cause I was just talking to my dad about these, like you should get another pair of skates. I was like, you know what? I probably will when everything calms down with the virus and everything. I think sure. that's when I'll go because right now it's just so crazy with everything. How long have you been playing hockey a lot of your life, right? Since you were really little? Yeah. 
I think I think I've I've been playing since I've been like ten. So I'm twenty. Oh, wow. I'll be twenty two. I'll be twenty two in a couple of weeks. So 12, almost twelve years. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. What what got you into playing hockey at such a young age? It's, I think because my brother played at a young age okay. too, and he and he was he's there's a rivalry rivalry in this house. My mm-hmm. dad's a Ranger fan. Me and my mom are the Islanders. And yes, Sean's I remember. Penguins. Yes. So there's a huge <laughs> rivalry in this house. So it gets nasty every once in a while. I would imagine, yeah. <laughs> so, but That's no, awesome. it's so I used to skate with my brother, and then he got me into it, and then I started playing, and it's been fun ever since. So it's always yeah. been fun. When I was it's little, always been fun. I never played ice, but I played roller hockey. I, I want to get back into that too. Roller Actually, hockey. yeah. Some Sachem East kids that just graduated, mm-hmm. they keep contacting me. Are you gonna play roller hockey with us? I'm like, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta warm up for us. I gotta get the rust off. It's been yeah. a while, but or I gotta uh, get play deck hockey too. Like my neighbors across the street, they love playing in the driveway with the yep. hockey net. So they're like, come over, come play, and I always win. They're like, yeah, <laughs> you always win. Yeah, maybe I'm I'll like, start with that just to get my stick handling back, and then I'll like yeah. work the skates in gradually. And I will, and I'm and in true G money fashion, I'm like, you just gotta get on my level one day, and I'm like, That's you it. will. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and I cool. know that I'm out of shape, out of shape because when I start running, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so out of shape. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh it's been very difficult for me to like maintain my weight during this quarantine yes, period because at school I'm always I'm always moving around at school and that you yeah. know not, not so much. And so. especially in Oneonta, there's a lot of hills and mountains on the campus, so it's sure. like I was so used to that. And when I came home, and it's like, oh, I don't want to do anything <laughs> but be in bed all day. I know, especially if you're good at cooking, so you're yeah. not moving, and then you're making all these delicious things to eat. That's just yeah. trouble. Yep. Like my brother would make would tell me make sugar cookies make this make that i'm like yep. oh my god i'm gonna get so bad <laughs> <laughs> i feel your pain oh yeah my god. so when i decided i was gonna do a cooking and baking episode you, your name came to mind right away because <laughs> i remember a couple of months ago you started doing this cooking series i think on mm-hmm. facebook so yep. i know you're really into it so tell me about your cooking and baking endeavors. So what that is, is that it starts, it's called Pampered Chef. So I think, you know, you know, Tara, she's one of my best friends. Oh, sure. Her yeah. Mom, Tara yep, Hayes, yep. She, yep. So her mom's a director for Pampered Chef. And oh, wow. in, okay. a, in April, she had asked me to host a Pampered Chef show for her. So I said, yeah, sure. No problem. Something to do during quarantine. Why not? Mm-hmm. And I, she loved every day I, to try to get people to buy things for the show. I would like post videos. I'm like, oh, okay, so if you buy this, you get this for free. If you do this, you do that. So like, she so was they, so. What do they sell? Like, tell. What, so what they sell chef? like they have like pans. They have like any kind of cookware you need. So okay, like containers, gotcha. anything you need for cooking, they have. So she was so impressed by my marketing skills and advertising that she's like, you got to be a consultant. You got to be a consultant. So I said, you know what? Let me give it a try. Mm-hmm. So she was so the show that I hosted for her oh, got over a thousand dollars in sales. Oh wow! So she was she was so impressed. So she so she's like, sign, I'm signing you up. You're going to be a consultant. So I did. I start. I have a VIP Facebook page. So I post recipes in that page every day. And I'm trying to get back to it because it's been a little slow since the virus has been starting up. So trying to get back into it again. But it's been really fun. You know, we do the online shows, you do cooking shows, you can do cooking lessons with anybody. And I think that's a good thing because not everyone knows how to learn how to cook. And I think everyone should, especially kids at a younger age, because it's so essential for them to see the value of it and like to learn, okay, so this is what this is what this ingredient is. This is what I need to measure to put this in this recipe. So it gives them something to do and it's also learning for them. So I think yeah, it's really so good. These videos that you do, are they are they just like product overviews or are you cooking as well? I they're product overviews. I'm trying to get back into the cooking thing again because it's like, oh, I gotta post the video. But so what I, I do sometimes what I do is I post the recipes and then I'll make it later on. Or okay. sometimes I'll just be like, okay, I'm gonna make it today. I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna go live. So it can go both ways. Okay. So if someone's so, looking to check this out, this is on Facebook. You said. Yeah. So it's and, called uh, Gina's, Gina's Gourmet Kitchen on Facebook. Gina's Gourmet Kitchen. I'll put I'll put a link in the show notes. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So. Your your hobby for cooking and baking. Um, what what got you into this in the first place? Was it the pampered so, chef thing, or have you been cooking for a long time? I've been cooking for a while. So you know, being surrounded by a big Italian family, it's always oh, something. Oh yeah, I feel that. I, I, 
Yep. So food is always the apple, the, the core of the apple. It's always been that way. Yep. So watching my dad at a young age, he always used to cook, especially Sunday dinner. That was big thing. So watching him, me growing up and he's like, you should come in the kitchen. And every, ever since then, I've been learning little steps, little by little. And then I just got so used to it. I said, this is actually kind of fun. It's a distraction. It's something to do. And it's, I enjoy it. So it's fun, it's fun to do. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, what what do you enjoy about it? You, just the fact that it's, um, you know, just uh, an activity, or is there other like benefits to it as well? You think? I think it's 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 fun to do as an activity, but also to that people actually enjoy eating my cooked food without getting sick, or they actually like it. Yeah. So it's, to see their enjoyment and to see like I'm proud of myself that I can cook dinner and provide dinner for my family, that's a good feeling. So oh, I like doing yeah. that. Yeah. Cool. Like. <laughs> What are some of your favorite things to make? Like you mentioned Sunday dinner. Is there a Master Kovi like Sunday dinner, like <laughs> set menu or does it change every weekend? So it changes every week, but I've been mostly making because my brother always requests it's always chicken parm. Chicken oh, parm nice. is the way to go. I always, I, sometimes I'm a little lazy. Sometimes I buy the jar sauce and I'm like, no, not today. I'm going to make my own sauce. And then yep. I do that and I put that on top of the chicken. You Fry up the cutlets, you get mozzarella, and you're good to go. <laughs> it's that easy. That's it. Bada bing. Yeah, it's easy. Bada <laughs> bing, bada boom. That's it. <laughs> All right. So, what time should I be at your house next Sunday? Is the next question. I, well, you can come over anytime. Twelve o'clock. I'll have the bread. I'll have the garlic bread ready. We'll have some pasta, meatballs. It's good to go. It's a party. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I'll I'll make sure to bring Mrs. Young with me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so the Italian stuff for cooking, are you into yeah. baking too, or are you mostly I'm into the into cooking? Baking, baking I, I'm trying to get better at, but um, with baking, I did try to do sugar cookies during quarantine. The first batch didn't come out too good because I left them in a little too long in the oven, but mm -hmm. the second time around, I did it, and it was came out really good. So, and Sean, my brother, he approved of it, so I'm like, he's my taste tester. I'm like, try this. He's like, it's good. I like it. I'm like, okay, that's good. So, Perfect. we need to eat more. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the cool things about cooking and baking that I think a lot of people don't recognize is that let's say let's assume for a second that you quote unquote messed something up and it wasn't perfect. Yeah. I don't right. know. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'd say 95 percent of the time, even if it's like messed up, you can still eat it. Am I right? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And if like too, if it's dry ingredients, you can always take like, so say if you put too much of like water in, you can always take some out a little bit. So like sometimes what I'll do is like, I'll take a spoon and I'll take a little bit of the water out to see if it's like, you know, better or worse. Yep. And, and you can always add in too. So people forget, like if you make a mistake, it's okay. You can always take out or you can add more in. Yeah, so that's what I've learned. Maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like in a lot of ways, cooking is a metaphor for life. You can always fix yes. it, you know, Fix it. <laughs> and if you don't get it right the first time, the second time you try it, it'll be perfect. Try so, exactly. So there's no reason to fear it. Just go into there's it no and, and to, know yeah. that whatever you do, it'll be edible. Yeah. Just, just like in life, whatever you do, practice, you'll have you'll yep. have some success, you know. Practice makes perfect. That's what I've learned over the years of my life, 22 years of life. Practice makes perfect. And it does. every day you just get up, you just do it again. So it always turned out good. Yeah. I keep a, I keep a notebook on top of my refrigerator. So what I'll do is like, if I make something and I maybe feel that it's not perfect, I'll, I'll write down what I might want to try next time to make it better. So yeah. I, I would recommend that if you're looking to like refine what you're doing, like to mm -hmm. make, take notes and like, and that way you'll know what you did last time to try yeah. to uh, fix it for the future. And sometimes like I'll watch these shows, like, you know, the shows like Gordon Ramsay's shows and sure. the chop yep. shows. Like I never want to face that man, Gordon Ramsay. Let me tell you, he's, hard, <laughs> he's hardcore. He's, he's pretty intense. He's, I never want to face him. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's, he's something. Let me yes. tell you. No doubt. So it, let's say, let's assume for a second that someone's listening and they, they want to get into this whole cooking and or baking thing. Like what, what would you tell somebody who's maybe trying to get into this? So I would, I would tell them like, if, so I would first start off say like, what do you like to cook or what do you like to bake and try to practice that every day? Because if you enjoy like making the same thing, it's so easy. So it's always about practice. And I, like I said, this in earlier practice makes perfect in that 
yeah, there was a couple of times that I may have burned cookies or I may have put the wrong ingredient in, but that's okay because you can redo it again. Yep. And also too, there's other other cooks out there. So like I, for example, I have like so many Rachel Ray's cookbooks and I read off her recipes and sometimes I'll go off on my own and I'm like, oh, maybe I could substitute that for this or something. You know, there's always something else that you can look for to for a reference and then you can make it better on your sure. own. So I, I always enjoy doing that too. So you like browsing the cookbooks or do you watch yeah. any like videos on YouTube? Like is there somebody you subscribe to or mostly just books? So I've been, I've been obsessed watching the tasty videos because kudos to my cousin who got me hooked hooked on those hooked on those videos so i've watched those all the time and i show it to my mom and my mom look at look at this she's like you could try it you could try it i'm like i want to make this so are those so the videos cool. where like, they so show you how to make something in like 10 seconds it's like really quick yes okay yes. <laughs> cool yeah i forgot about those those are really good they're good and they have a cookbook too they have a tasty cookbook i actually saw one in target i'm like oh my god i showed it to my friend and i was like i gotta get one of those <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried making anything from there? Did it come out I've good? Tried, so I've tried to make their easy macaroni and cheese. So okay. what it is, like the easiest, so what you do is that you boil the macaroni in water, you boil it, you drain it, you put it back in the pot, you right. add three cups, add three cups of milk in the pot, you put the cheese in, you put it on a low heat, and you simmer it for a little bit, and it's done. And I'm like, wow, that's really easy. <laughs> That is. That sounds really easy. Because usually when you make homemade mac and cheese, you have to make like a homemade cheese sauce and a roux or something like that with flour. But this time you don't need it. So it's like, wow, that's really convenient. (laughs) That would be probably a good starter recipe for a lot of people. Like a homemade mac and cheese is pretty straightforward. Yeah. And uh, it's always going to be delicious because like even if you don't have enough cheese in it or it's too much cheese, it's still going to be yeah. really tasty, you know? Exactly. And I actually have, if you have a crock pot, I would crock pot. I would say if this is a starter off for you, this is the best way to do it. You just put the macaroni in the crock pot. You add the cheese, you add the milk, you add the butter and you let it simmer for about two to four hours and it's done. Get so out. Easy. Really? Yep. I never mm-hmm. thought about making mac and cheese in the crock pot. I will try that. I do have a crock you pot. You have to. It's so good. So I also, good. I also have, if you don't have one, I would recommend it. The the Instant Pot pressure cookers. Those are really cool yep. too. Yep. Yep. Mac it's and cheese in the crock pot. I'm going to make that literally tonight for dinner. <laughs> you really should. It's I'm so going good. To. Two to four hours, you said, for the pasta to yep. get tender. And you, okay. can add, and you can add breadcrumbs on the top and add oh, whatever you have to. Topic. You have yep. to add breadcrumbs to the top. <laughs> And bacon pieces. I've added bacon pieces on the oh, top. Heck yeah. too. Oh. <laughs> so that's hungry. one of the recipes that I'll send that to you. It's so good. Please do. So yes. Good. I'll put it in the show notes. Yes. That sounds yep. awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. So yeah, other than your mac and cheese, like what, what other recipe could you share with us that someone could use to like get started with cooking? So I think to get started with cooking, if you like meat, if you like meat and if you like pasta, you put it together. So this is what in Italian they call it bolognese sauce, but we call it meat sauce. So what you do is that you just put the meat, you chop the meat up, you you make it, you cook it in the pot, and you can cook that for about like 15 to 20 minutes because meat cooks relatively quick. Yeah. And if you're looking for like a quick meat sauce, you just add a uh, can of crushed tomatoes, add a little garlic, a little basil. Uh, you could do a can of tomato paste just to make that sauce really thick. Yep. Boil some pasta, drain the meat, put the meat in the sauce, and then stir that up for a little bit. Let it simmer for about 20 to 25 minutes. And then when you're done, you just put the meat on top of the pasta, and you got a meat sauce. That <laughs> so sounds phenomenal. Yeah. You, do you have a recipe for that, or is that something you just I do. know I from? Don't, well, I don't have a recipe for it, but I could share one. That would be like. great. Yeah, if you could, okay. that would be, fan, that'd be fantastic. I'll send it to you. I'll send that sounds to you good. as well. <laughs> Perfect. That wraps up our second interview for today. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Gina. I wish you all the best when you get back to Oneonta this fall. Finally, I'm bringing on a guest who is not a former student or current student at Sachem East. Jason Ankeles is a longtime friend of mine who has worked professionally as a cook in the food industry, and he even went to culinary school. So I thought he could bring some unique insight for this episode. Let's hear what he has to say about what cooking means to him. All right, my man, Jason Ankeles. So all the students, I shouldn't say all of them, but I would say a good seven or eight out of 10 students are saying that the Wendy's spicy nugget is their favorite nugget. Are you in the Wendy's camp or do you have something a little bit different for us? 
Oh no, I'm a hundred percent in the Wendy's camp. The Wendy's spicy nugget. Yeah, wings so your opinion weighs everything. pretty solid, being that you went to culinary school. What what makes the Wendy's nugget super special? It's just got good flavor yeah. to it. It's got a nice little kick to it. They're not overly spicy, where it's like, oh my god, burn your mouth, kind of spicy. Right. But they're not bland. There's always just that. There's enough flavor to it that just makes it taste good. So kudos to Wendy's and whoever the corporate chef is in their kitchen because they did a darn good job of uh, coming up with a good recipe. It's been years since I've had the Wendy's spicy nugget. I got to go. I got to get it. Maybe tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I I have had Chick-fil-A. Um, and Chick-fil-A is not bad, but they're not Wendy's spicy nuggets. Interesting. You would think like Chick-fil-A being that they specialize would, would be really solid. Their food's yeah. not bad. Their chicken nuggets really aren't that bad, but I am just a big proponent of the Wendy's chicken Wendy's. nuggets. I got to get myself a Wendy's sponsorship. I keep name dropping them every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would really Send love it. I, I want to do something in the fall, like something for charity, like a, a chicken nugget eating competition for charity or something like everyone who's been on the show, like gets together and tries to like out eat each other with the nuggets. So that might be fun. Oh, that'd be yeah, fantastic. I'm going to have to make that happen. I might have to give Wendy's a call. We might, we might have to tweet Wendy's to make right? this happen. Just a giant like tweet bomb campaign or something. I don't know how that works. Absolutely. We'll do. All right, my man. So you are the first, friend of mine outside of my students that I'm interviewing, I, I'm sure they would want to know like a little bit about how we met. Do you remember anything about that story? Yeah, absolutely. So um, for those who don't know, uh, Justin or Mr. Salini, I should say, <laughs> uh, <laughs> went to Stony Brook University, uh, home of That's the Seawolves. Right. And my best friend at the time uh, was also attending Stony Brook. And he and I were getting together at a bowling alley, nonetheless. And the first time I met Mr. Salini, or Justin, however we're going here. (laughs) Doesn't matter. um, He was wearing the best hockey jersey anyone could wear. And it was an Islander jersey. And clearly from that moment, he and I connected. um, And we've been friends ever since. So let's see. This dates back almost 15, 16 yeah, years. I think that was 2004. So, yeah, 16 years. So about 16 that's years, nuts. yeah. That's almost half my life when you think about it. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we met at a bowling it's alley. That's all, that's all it really takes for me to be someone's friend. Like, you're wearing an Islanders jersey. Like, I'm, I'm going to be your friend. It's funny how that works. It's like this cult <laughs> where everyone just needs to be together. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, honestly um, – but it was just – it was great because from that, we can sit here and look at – we've gone to countless hockey games. We've had Wendy's Chili right. before there was yeah, the Wendy's if, Spicy if For nugget. those of you who don't know, <laughs> back in the day when the Islanders had some really difficult times getting people to come to the Coliseum, they would have these promotions through Wendy's. If they score three or more goals, you'd get to get free chili at Wendy's after the game. So on the rare circumstance where that applied to us <laughs> – we absolutely took advantage. Oh, I missed that. That was cool. Oh, man. We used to, we used to have a lot of fun going yeah, to hockey games, and we still, still do. Because um, we've also been to – you and I have been to scrimmage games in July um, to see That's the rookies right. play. happened again this year, but, you know, corona. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll have playoff hockey. That's true. Yeah, we have a we'll game have against play- the Rangers the, in the a little pan- over a week. So. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the reasons why I wanted you on this show, other than – you know, it's a couple of things. Um you are you're a dude and for a dude to be into cooking i feel like maybe there's still a little bit of a stereotype out there that i don't know cooking is this girly thing but i, I kind of want to show that it's not a lot of guys are into cooking and baking as well you know myself included so and i know you went to culinary school so i'm kind of curious like how you got into cooking and baking from the start was that something you did before going to culinary school and it, you just kind of continued with it like tell me a little bit about that so growing up, uh, my grandfather, when my sister and I were younger, my grandfather um, and grandmother would have us in Florida, probably around uh, winter break. My parents would be like, oh, goodbye and good luck. Right. Um, my grandfather had a coffee shop. He used to own one. So he used to be like a short order oh, cook. Wow. 
Um, so he used to teach us, he used to teach me how mm -hmm. to cook. Um, the night, you know, the thing about where they live in the, in the apartment that they lived in, uh, low ceiling, low fan. So every once in a while, when he taught me or tried to teach me how to flip eggs, eggs <laughs> over kitchen was a little, uh, you know, it happened sure, once or yeah. twice. Uh, but it was, it was actually my grandfather that taught me how to cook. Um, and then growing up, cooking became, I started doing a lot more cooking at home. And so I was like, this could be fun. And I wanted to learn more about how to right. cook. Now, what's interesting is what your point was before about cooking being more of a, you know, more, on a, I guess, a female thing versus a male thing. So if you actually go out into the world of culinary arts and into the chef field, cooking is predominantly dominated really? by men. Yes. It is predominantly a male-dominated uh, industry with chefs in the kitchen, um, and which is interesting because I've seen – you know, I was – when I was in school, we did have female chefs who were phenomenal – Phenomenal right. chefs. Don't get mm -hmm. me wrong, you know. Um, but but the perception is because usually mommy cooks at home. That when you go out, it's all women. But it's it's really not. It is a very male dominated industry, um, and there are phenomenal female cooks and chefs out there. I'm sure you've seen a few of them on Food Network and all that stuff. Um, but yeah. It's a lot of I'm guys. I'm curious. You know, you just dropped two terms, cook and chef. And I feel like a lot of people use those terms synonymously. What What's the difference? Okay. A cook is – so when you're a cook, right, you're doing basic okay. things, right? You go into a restaurant. Somebody orders a dish. You are cooking a dish. Right. When you are a chef, you're in charge of creating okay. the dish. that makes sense. And everything – in your kitchen does not go out of your kitchen without you seeing it and going through the uh, the plate. Okay, it de it depends what we're doing here. So if we're in a little bit of a higher scale mm -hmm. restaurant, yep. right? You have station chefs. So if you order a salad, if you order a soup, if you order a fish dish, a pasta dish, there are station. You know, you have cooks at all your stations that actually cook. The executive chef or who, you know, he is who is he or she is who is in charge of the kitchen, their job is to create the menu, create the way the plate looks, taste everything, mm -hmm. because you don't ever want to send out bland food. That's just not no, good. Not. Right? You have to be able to taste the food, know what the food and chefs create on the fly. Now mommy and daddy who cook at home, they're they're cooking. Right. But they're not a chef. Yeah, I, um, I'm definitely not a chef. That's that's for sure. <laughs> through, <laughs> um, there is an, a federation called the ACF, which is the American Culinary Federation, um, and there are tests to take uh, cert, to be s certain levels within oh, wow. the culinary field. That. Interesting. Um, and you can take a test to be what they call a certified executive chef. Uh, not an easy one. I had never taken it, nor do I would ever. I don't consider myself a chef either. I consider myself a right. cook. I do not cook gourmet dishes. Um, I cook very basic things when I'm at home. Uh, during this pandemic, I was doing a lot more cooking at home. And, sure. you know, I don't work in the culinary field now, uh, but I missed when I started doing it, I realized how much I missed cooking yeah. at home. And how much fun I was having doing. What do you like? like I, what do you think the benefits are? Like to get involved with, like, other than the fact that you could like care for yourself and you know what's going into your food. Do you find that cooking has any like mental benefits? Like, is it a soothing experience? Do you find that it's a good stress reliever? Um. Yeah. So, are you are you cooking for work or are you cooking for personal? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's just yeah. Let's, yeah. For work, I would imagine that it probably is insanely cooking stressful. For, cooking yeah. for work. It is a very stressful oh, sure. um, yeah. environment. I mean, I w when I was in college, I did an internship at an airport hotel. Oh, that's right. I remember that. And the yeah. interest, and what was interesting about doing it there, 
is what I quickly learned about airports is it doesn't matter what the weather is like here. It's always what the weather is like elsewhere. Right. So if a plane was supposed to, let's say, go to like Florida and Florida was having thunderstorms and flights are getting delayed or flights are getting canceled and they need to be put up, people are being put up in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Well, the kitchen, you know, it's a full service hotel and you are in the kitchen and every dish has, to, you know, dishes have to go out on time and dishes have to be and they have to look exactly the same. And, you know, so, yeah, it is a very high stressful thing when you do it for work but when i was doing it for personal pleasure like if i'm cooking at home it's just fun i get great joy out of it um i rent a house with three friends so like when i cook at home i cook for four people and it's just yeah it's something that brings me personal joy to be able to do it to be like okay to me this is yeah i like that you said that the point about you know cooking and you have roommates to share with, I, I feel like having that audience and that getting that feedback when you make something re- that's really good is a uh, kind of exhilarating. I, I know I like it and it doesn't even take much. Like I, yeah. the other day I went to a party and I made these or, Oh, you remember? I, Cause I made them when I brought them to your house, those Oreo ball things literally takes yes. zero oh my God. knowledge of anything to make yet. You, you feel like you just made somebody like the most amazing thing in the world. Cause you get such good feedback. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to drop that recipe in the, in the notes for this episode because I feel like a lot of people are going to want to try making those because it's literally super easy. Oh, my easy. God. If you people are smart, yeah. try them. There's zero calorie and low <laughs> sugar, I promise you. Yeah, promise. It's, it's good for any diet plan. Absolutely. They're uh, ketogenic, you know, low-carb, all, all those things. Atkins. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and that's another thing. Like I – when I cook, right – like there are times I get like the inspiration to go and cook mm-hmm. and I'll just go into the supermarket and I'll start picking stuff off the shelves. Right. Like I don't have to necessarily have the things at home. I could be like, oh my God, today, you know what? I feel like I want to make lasagna and I'll go out to the supermarket and I'll just pick up everything that I want to put into my lasagna and I'll go make lasagna. So like sometimes I just get that like urge to want to yeah. cook and that is also something that is – just so much fun because sometimes you're just like oh you know let's go out let's cook and you don't you know maybe you don't know what you want to cook but you go out to the supermarket and you just you can pick stuff off the shelf are you at a point because you've been doing it for so long are you at a point like let's say you want to make a lasagna can you just whip that up or do you still consult recipes from time to time no i actually you know the okay i'm glad you asked about recipes so in terms of cooking and this is what there's a big difference between cooking and baking um, and I am not no, a baker. Not, I don't like either. to bake. Yeah. I can't stand baking. Um, and the reason why I don't like baking, baking is an exact science. Okay. So when baking tells you a teaspoon of salt, it literally means you have to measure out a teaspoon yeah. of salt because in the baking process, everything has a specific property in the way it forms what you're yep. baking. When you cook a pinch of this, a pinch of that, it's salt and pepper to taste. Exactly. Yep. So I don't follow recipes unless I am very unsure of something. Um, there's not very much that I make that I require a recipe for. Mm-hmm. That just um, comes with a, that like just comes my with mom, a lot of experience, I would guess, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, my mom taught me how to make macaroni and cheese from scratch. Um, I do not use a recipe for it. I feel like I, I was just talking to another know, person about that. For me, I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like a, a good homemade mac and cheese is a good like starter recipe or starter dish if you're looking to get into cooking, right? It's pretty simple. Yes, yes. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, and one, you know, one thing about cooking, it doesn't matter where you go. So there's eight cooking techniques that every chef uses. Eight cooking techniques, that's it. So it doesn't matter where in the world you go because those eight cooking techniques are going to be the same thing that are being used here in America. If you go to Canada, it's the same eight cooking techniques. If you go to Italy, it's the same eight cooking techniques. The difference is the regions that you're in and what is local to them and what they use. But if I saute like chicken here – I can go to Italy and I can get sauteed chicken sure. there. 
right? So it's those techniques that we have that we all use that, you know, that's a good point. I feel like when I first started getting into cooking, I think that was the biggest thing is, is figuring out like those techniques, like sauteing something, how much oil should be in the pan? Like what's the proper heat? And I feel like once you master those basics, then whipping up things is a lot easier. Am I right? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, like I said, if you were like, okay, like you said, saute, well, what does saute mean? Saute means it means high heat, right. low fat. So you don't want to, you know, you're not going to deep fry. Right. You don't exactly. want to deep fry something when you're trying yep. to saute it. You want to saute it. So, you know, like you said, you want to know what high heat, low fat is. So that's where you go. High heat, low fat. Now you're doing the saute. Sure. What would be another like basic skill or technique the saute i think that comes into a lot of recipes what would be like another one to maybe master sooner than the other ones Ooh, that's a good question i think you know they're all equally important it all depends on what you want you know it there's not one technique that's going to be more important than another technique makes sense yeah um it just depends on what you're cooking and what is the most appropriate and you know knowing things about cuts of beef there's certain like when you go to the grocery store and it says um, stew meat, let's mm-hmm. just say, yep. right? That's a tougher cut yes. of meat, so you're not going to throw that on no. the grill or throw it into a you know that is something that requires a long time. Let's say you know in a pot like basically being yep. boiled, you know, or like you would put it into like a crock pot because now everyone has crock pots and air fryers and yes. it's the pot. You know, you put it. <laughs> Are we talking about me right me, now? I yeah. My crock pot. <laughs> yeah. I love my crock Dude, pot. Dude, I made corn you the know. cob on, in the air fryer the other day. It came out so good. Did you put a little I, butter yeah, on it? Of course, yeah. the little butter spray. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Yeah, you know, because you got it, it gets a yes. little flavor. But you see, it's things like that. Like, it's just things like that that make cooking, you know, so much fun. It's like, okay, great. Now I'm going to. You get to cook this food, you get to flavor it, you get to season it, you get to taste it, and you're like, okay, well, maybe this. I mean, the other day I made French onion soup with one of my friends. my favorite. And the one thing I taught him, I said, listen, I said, you know, when you go to pick up your beef broth, you want to buy it unsalted. Yes. And he was like, well, why do you want it unsalted? I said, because you need to control how Mm -hmm. much salt you put in. Because one of the other ingredients that we had was loaded with sodium. Um. And therefore, if I buy, you know, I bought a uh, French onion soup mix um, or the onion, you know, like uh, the onion powder mm-hmm. yep. soup mix that you can make like French onion dip with yep. when you mix Very it with salty, sour right? cream. But that that's yeah. loaded with salt. So if I have that loaded with salt and then the beef broth is also loaded with salt, I'm going to have a really salty soup. Yep. So if I buy the broth without the salt, and then I think maybe it needs a little more salt. I'm controlling what I put in there. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Definitely. You know, so that's why I love to cook because it's a pinch of this. It's a dash of this. You get to cook and you get to taste it. And you're like, okay, this is good. Or you're like, no, this needs a little bit more of this when you can't do that in right. baking. Yeah, exactly. I feel like cooking is it's a lot of room for individuality and experimentation. That's what's cool about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. So if, if you were like, let's say one of my students is listening right now and they're hopefully inspired by all these stories about cooking, they want to get into this. Um, what, what would you recommend people do? Is there some like a book that you were into or a YouTube channel or you mentioned like your the the eight techniques? Do you know if there's like that on a website somewhere where people can check that out? Or I'm sure you I'm yeah. sure you I'm sure you yeah. can Google it. I'm sure you can. Um, what would I say to them? Uh, say goodbye to your weekends and holidays because they don't exist. <laughs> It's food yeah. service. Um, it is a very physically demanding yeah, industry. No um, and when you are a line cook in a restaurant, in a full service restaurant, whether it be a hotel, uh, any restaurant, or a, especially if you're in a uh, fine, you know, a finer dining establishment, it is very physically demanding. Um, and long days, yeah. long days. It is not like, you know, when you when you go into the culinary world, you don't work nine right. to five, Monday to Friday. It doesn't work that way. Um, 
I, like I said, I was inspired by my grandfather. Uh, and, you know, when I was inspired by my grandfather, there was no YouTube. There was no yes. thing, as, you know, such thing as right. the Internet. Um, computers were, quote, networked at that mm -hmm. time. You know, where you were sitting at one computer, if you had a network, you can network it, but there was no yep. Internet. So my inspiration came from my grandfather. Um, if somebody draws the inspiration for it, hey, listen, there's some great culinary schools out there um, that, you know, Johnson and Wales, which is a very, very well-known culinary school, uh, the Culinary Institute of America. Yep. A very well known. Um, what about for someone who's maybe just looking to do it for fun at home? Um, is there like a, a cooking program that you like to watch that might give them ideas or, or not really? No, I, you know, the thing is when what people, I guess, tend to forget when you're watching TV, there's an entire production yeah, kitchen. True. That you know, things are staged yep. for them. Um, you know, so like when you used to watch Emeril Lagasse, when he used to have his yep. show on Food Network and Emeril Live, or, you know, any of these shows that you see, things are staged for these chefs um, so that everything is ready to yep. go. So it's, it's not what you see on TV is not what you do yeah. at home you don't, or not you don't what you see do in the, the real world. The, the chopping of the onions for prep and especially not the cleanup, which is the most fun part. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You know, on TV, somebody's there to exactly, do it for yeah. you. Like, you know, you're not you're, you're doing it on your own when you get to I do it I would say that's home. the one drawback yeah. about the cooking is the cleaning up. I'm not I'm not a fan myself, but that's part of it. That's all. One one thing I will say, and one 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 of the things I think is so important, um, is just also understanding your your temperatures. Yes. Um, and if you cook anything, or if anything is sitting in between forty to one uh, forty degrees to one hundred and forty degrees, it's no good um, because it sits in what they call the temperature danger zone, and that's where bacteria yep. can start to grow. I'm a um, big fan of the the meat thermometer. Got to hit that that one sixty five right for chicken yeah that meat the meat, ther yep. mm -hmm. meat thermometer um you know and yes there's varying temperatures for different things you know what a temperature is for a hamburger and a medium rare is not the same as a temperature for a medium rare right. steak they're two different yep. things uh, so it's just understanding your, your you know understanding that like if you're cooking chicken you know, chicken doesn't come medium rare, well right. done. If it's pink, you're yeah. wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Where, as opposed to a steak, if it's a little pink, that's cooked to a person's liking. Right. All right. So if you were to, if someone were to ask you, okay, Jason, I, I need your very best dish. What's the one thing you would make? Like, what's your number one specialty? I love making macaroni yeah. and cheese. Oh, it sounds so good right now. It's like a million love degrees it. outside, but I'll just crank the AC and, and eat it because I, I, I could go for that right now. And the French onion soup. I, <laughs> yeah, oh, French onion soup. It's uh, And you know what the thing is, though, Justin? French onion soup is just so yeah. easy to make. It really is. It's, you know, it, it, it can get a little fun when the onions start to affect your yeah. eyes. <laughs> and by the way, public service announcement, when that happens, don't touch your eyes good with your call. fingers. You will make you will make things far worse. I for found yourself. too that <laughs> when I cook with my contact lenses in, it protects my eyes so much from the onion. And uh, when I wear my glasses, really? It, it really kills. Yeah. So if you have contacts That's or glasses, choose the contacts when you're cooking. It it really helps a lot. Like little eye shields. That's an interesting yeah. tip. You know, it's funny that everyone says like with when it comes to onions that there's a whole bunch of different tidbits to like not affect. I've never found no. that effective. Yeah, people say, oh, just rinse them actually... first. I'm like, no, nah, that really doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I was, like I said, I made French onion soup the other day and I was cutting, I cut up about like five onions. And I think by onion number three, I was hysterically yeah, crying. 100%. And I had to walk away, like wash my hands. But like, don't touch no. your eyeballs with your fingertips, boys That's and girls. That's good advice in general right now, given the COVID situation. Do not touch your face. <laughs> <laughs> Just wear, wear, wear a face yes. shield while you're cooking exactly. right now, yep. you know? 
But yeah, macaroni and cheese is just it's comfort food. So it would be really awesome uh, if you don't mind if you could send me. Even though you, I know you don't follow a recipe, like if you were to make a mac and cheese, I'll, yeah, if you I'll, want to share one, I'll yeah, I'll uh, mentally go through the yeah, process. Yeah, please do. I'll put it and, in the show uh, notes so people can try Jason Angeles' famous yeah, mac and cheese. It's it you know, and uh, here's another thing that people need to realize: sometimes it's not all about being gourmet right. when you cook. Simplicity is key. Sometimes the simpler the dish, yep, the better. I just had this conversation uh, in my last interview. I I agree definitely. You know, sometimes the most satisfying meal, and it doesn't even have to be cooked, is a peanut butter oh, and jelly sandwich. Heck yeah. Who doesn't love a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Good call. Right? You don't need anything so like, oh my God, this is crazy outcome. No, sometimes you just want something so simple. And you don't realize that you want something so yeah. simple too. You know, but simplicity is always key. When you try and become so extravagant with what you're doing, you're going to screw yourself yeah. up. Especially if you're a newbie, I'd say start with the simple things, master those first. Yeah, absolutely. So that wraps up my interview with Jason. Thanks so much for coming on the show, and let's go, Islanders. Well, that does it for this week's episode of the Chicken Nugget Day podcast. I hope the stories shared have inspired you to give cooking a try. If you do give it a try, I think you'd be surprised with all of the great benefits you can get from this hobby. Stay tuned next week for part two of this food-related series of episodes. So as always, I hope you have a great Chicken Nugget Day, stay safe, and keep working on becoming the best version of yourself that you can be.